Are you ready to rewind? Take a nostalgia-filled ride back to a simpler time. It's Acid Wash Memories, a retro pop culture celebration. And now your hosts, Joe Morata and Michael Quinn. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 30 of Acid Wash Memories, a retro pop culture celebration. Today, we're getting ready for school because we are talking about Saved by the Bell. I am Joe Morata, joined by Michael Quinn. Hey, Preppy. Hey. How you doing over there? We're in school. We're back. When Mr. Belding's washing over everything. Hey, hey, hey. What is going on yeah. here? We do appreciate you guys so much for being with us here. If this happens to be your first time here on Acid Wash Memories, what we do is each and every week, we celebrate a slice of of retro pop culture, and you can join the fun for extra credit over on uh, Twitter or X at uh, AWM X. Podcast. You can <laughs> you can also join our Facebook group if you have one of those. That is Acid Wash Memories on Facebook, and you can talk to a bunch of other people about Say by the Bell, about any topic that we cover. We do have 29 other episodes of the show available where, Quinn? In the archives. In the school archives not not on x no not no. on x yeah. uh today we're talking about saved by the bell and i would say if you're between the ages of 34 to 46 which is very specific but <laughs> that's my formula yeah you either watched casually watched laughed at you've heard of saved by the bell you're familiar with it or you watched it in a block on tbs with some yeah, other crap in, re- in <laughs> yeah. syndication saved by the bell coming at you weekdays at 505 eastern on tbs this show aired from 1989 in its, in its true earnest format. 1989 to 1993, it had a prequel of sorts. Mm-hmm. It had spinoffs. It had a successor show. It had a reboot a couple of years ago. It even had ancillary shows like around it that were like copycats, like California Dreams yep. and stuff like there that. There you go. So what we're going to do today is celebrate uh, Saved by the Bell. You know, truthfully, I'm going to be completely honest here. I watched it. I've seen every episode, not every episode multiple times, but several episodes a lot. I feel like I've seen every episode yeah, somehow. I in definitely some have. Way. Yes. And I'm going to tell you the truth. I think it lives up to its theme song. It's all right. <laughs> yeah. It's all right. It's but not a great it's show. It's all right because you're saved by the bell. That's the only right? reason. Yeah. Because otherwise, it's really not. It's hammy. Yeah. It is hokey. It's corny. Here's the thing, though. With all of that said, I don't consider it bad because it has a charm to it, right? It's not like a a usual hokey show that's like, well, they'll just cancel in the first season because it just sucks, right? Oh, right, right. I think the actors, the cast, the setting, the way it was shot and all this, it kind of picked it up higher than it should have ever been, right? I I think a lot of that is the look of it, the aesthetics also. Yeah, the Um, time it was on. Yeah, the time slot. Yeah. Yeah, 10 a.m. on a Saturday. It was the highest rated show in its time slot. Of course it so, was. Like all I mean, who, the hell, who was watching anything else other than that? At well, that after time? the cartoons, or if you were a little too old for the cartoons, yeah. you would watch Saved by the Bell. And it really is emblematic of that like late 80s, early 90s crossover. Yeah, and it's got a lot of that Bush administration, like, <laughs> hey, please read, and, or just like, say get, no, get no. educated, and don't do drugs, and all this. Just right? say no was Nancy Reagan, right? Yeah. But I think they, they tried to carry that on. Yeah, I'm thinking of Barbara Bush, Barbara and, like, Bush. reading books to people and nice stuff. Lady. Yeah. Dumb. Stupid. Crazy. Dangerous. Stinks. In one word, would I use dope? Nope. Folks, we're going to talk about Save of the Bell here. This is not, we've done a few uh, television shows before, like The Wonder Years, and we've done uh, Roseanne. We're probably not going to get as deep into this simply because 
this show is not as deep. Right. The characters are a lot flatter and at the same time broader. It's not the type of show that hooks you with with real drama and emotion the Although way it has episodes it has it, like ver- a very special episode. Yeah. I will say this, uh, I watched it, you know, when it was new on NBC and mm-hmm. I watched it in reruns. I could never relate to it. You know, it skewed when, my whole perception of what high school was supposed to be. So when it was new, I wasn't in high school, but Same. when it was rerunning, I think some of it leaked at least into like late middle school, early high school. Right. Like a little bit of it, right? Where it was like still just on every day on like TBS or something, right? UPN. Yeah. <laughs> it was in syndication for a very long time. Multiple oh, yeah. generations like after the fact saw oh, yeah. this thing. All kinds of kids saw it. People that are much younger than us, you yeah. know, also grew up watching it in like syndication. Like the same kids that were watching MTV in the 80s, the yeah. same kids watching MTV in the 90s were also, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's how far the... They kept stretching the syndication and some of these reunion specials and yeah. and these ancillary like uh, the new class and like college and all this. Yeah, college. We're going to definitely talk about college. Uh, but Quinn, I guess before we start here, what is school? Oh, school. It's where you are forced to go to learn things until you're the age of 18 in the United States. I don't know in other countries if they have like 16 or whatever. Like some right. countries 10, it's less. Yeah. Like, yeah. Seven. Some countries it's more, I think, too. Oh, it's possible. Um, either way, it's a place that they make you go learn. And while it's important, there's also a lot of goofing around and like getting in trouble because you're dealing with children and, well, yeah. and people that, that are not adults and can't be counted on to make rational decisions. Especially if you wake up in the morning and your alarm gives off that warning. You, right, know? you don't yeah. think you're going to make it in time. Please stop. But yeah, school. You guys know what it is. There's been shows about school before and after Say by the Bell. It wasn't a mm-hmm. groundbreaking show necessarily, right. but it was... One of the first, if not the first, in its time slot to be geared towards teens, preteens, and not just uh, Saturday morning cartoons. Right. That was one thing that was very unique. It was a live action show. It's a in live that action slot. show, and you know they they did the the whole thing where the cast is you know it's kids of every kind. They're magically all friends with each other well, too. It's like, the it's, Breakfast Club influence. It is. It's yeah, a John it definitely. Hughes yeah, it's influence. like a Breakfast Club, but let's take out the detention part, even though sometimes well, detention occasionally in there. detention. Yeah. So this all got started with uh, the at the time NBC president Brandon Tartikoff. You might have heard of him. He wanted. A pilot for a new primetime series, primetime series about a teacher that was good, and it was uh, <laughs> named after his sixth grade teacher, Miss Bliss. Yes, and this leads us to our first part of yes. the saga of Saved by the Bell, or what would eventually be Saved by the Bell, is Good Morning, Miss Bliss, with morning, Haley Ms. Mills. Bliss. Haley Mills, uh, born in 1946 in London, which is in England, if you're new. Thanks. Uh, she was Quinn, very notably, actually a child actress in the original. Parent trap. Yes. Don't you find it peculiar that we both look so much alike and have the same birthday? It's just one of those things. This was her breakout role. Um, yes. But that was when she was a kid. Yes. Now she's an adult. She's about 42 when this comes out. You are you are right about that. I, well, because I looked it up I before because I was very... Winded research. Well, I did because <laughs> I saw her and I was like... I always thought when I was younger that Haley Mills was older when this show was made. Because, Same. I think it was because she had a British accent. <laughs> right? So it's, she seems she older? She seemed older, but when I'm looking at her in this show, I'm like, she actually doesn't look that old, believe it or not. Like, she looks like maybe mid to late 30s. Yeah. But she's 42, which, she's is, 42. which, which surprised me because yeah. I was like, huh, I guess Haley Mills just, you know, I mean, she's an actress. They, they always look 
a little bit better than us normal folk. Yeah, our, uh, us folk. Yeah, yeah exactly. But, but yeah, she looks good for, good in the show, and she's she does a good job, actually. She does. Uh, this yeah. was designed as a vehicle for her, mm-hmm. and uh, developed by Peter Engel, who went on to do California Dreams, uh, Hang Time, USA High, all the spinoff and derivatives. Uh, and Peter Engel, you know, it's interesting, developing all these high school shows, he was over 50 at the time when he was developing yeah. this pilot, which is just strange. to Just really could remember high school really well or something. They probably didn't have the Pledge of Allegiance when he went to high school, you know? <laughs> yeah. uh, I like how it's, I like how because it's a, it's a show about high school, it's important how old the actors and producers and all the people are because they have to have like an actual beat on like what is even going on cred yeah right you it's do. Like, like you gotta be at least close yeah, to like under to know. like either straight out of high school or something to relate to these people or at least have like a kid in school that can feed you tips and things right. about the way the kids talk what's and going stuff on now. over yeah, there exactly right now, yeah. how do you do fellow kids so the original pilot good morning miss bliss aired on nbc in primetime june 11th 1987 now this pilot you will not find this in the, like, Save by the Bells on Hulu streaming. You're yeah. not going to find this on there. This only aired one time. You can find it on YouTube, though. Miss Bliss was Haley Mills, and the plot of this show in general is uh, it's about a teacher, her co-workers, but also some of the kids. This doesn't have, like, the entire cast or something, Well, right? the pilot doesn't have anyone that you would know. Right. The pilot has Brian Austin Green as the main character, Jonathan Brandis, another child actor, and Jaleel... White. That's it. I me- I knew there was somebody from something else in it. So yes. Urkel is like one of the kids, but not Urkel. Yes. Right. Jaleel White was actually in the the Good Morning Miss Bliss pilot. No glasses. No glasses. Just like he's just a kid. Yep. He's not yet no, no, Urkel. No. Eh, like, no, no. No talking like that <laughs> or anything. No, that's what I like to see. Volunteers. We'll start with you. Hi, I'm Bobby Wilson. This summer, my father packed off seven of us into our minivan. So this uh, pilot here uh, was not picked up by NBC. Huh. Also, I should They mention, wanted it, too. Th- I know. They're Brandon the Tartikoff that, Yeah, they're the like, ones that, like, pushed this <laughs> crap, yeah. and they didn't even take it. They didn't. Uh, however, Brandon Tartikoff did not give up. He, he remembered the real Miss Bliss, and he wanted to honor her. <laughs> so he was able to broker a deal with the Disney Channel... Right. To air 13 episodes of the Good Morning Miss Bliss series. Now, I want you to keep something in mind. It was June of 87 when this pilot aired on NBC. The retooled Good Morning Miss Bliss debuted in the fall of 1988. Now, you guys might have seen this show in Say by the Bell form. Once we hit syndication, they changed the opening. Right. And they made it the Say by the Bell opening with scenes from the Good Morning Miss Bliss, and they used a voiceover narration that wasn't her right. to uh, kind of explain this is when we were in junior high. It's very strange. And what I think we should do is just take a quick listen to the original Good Morning Miss Bliss theme, because I bet not many people have heard this one yeah. or remember it. It's so 80s. Very inspirational. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> the lyrics and everything. This is the shit that like makes me feel good when I see old shows. You like, like these? This like style? really like. Mm, we're gonna like <laughs> we're gonna sing about it, right? It's like so heartfelt. Very heartfelt. Uh, it's back when people cared, man. Yeah, well, you know the Bush administration, yeah. obviously, and the Reagan administration. But no, in all seriousness. This is not what they use on the syndication packages or, or the way you would consume it right, now. It, yeah. It's rebranded as Say by the Bell, the junior high years. So I just wanted to give a quick shout out to Miss Bliss. But besides Miss Bliss here in this retooled show, we have some of her eighth grade class. Now, this school is JFK 
junior high. Now, Quinn, who the hell is John F. Kennedy? Yeah. Who the hell is John F. Kennedy? This is not in Bayside, California. It right. is in Indianapolis, Indiana. Wow, and these kids moved around, huh? They did. Now, the main kid character, because Haley Mills is the main character, but the main kid character is named Zach Morris, played by Mark Paul Gossler, who yes. went on to do NYPD Blue and a bunch of other things. Future trash, Zach Morris. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Zach, no bonus, Miles. Come straight back to class. You got it, Miss Bliss. He is essentially, for lack of a better term, Quinn, would you not say he's Ferris Bueller? Yeah, they try to give you give a, a sense of like he's the every kid, but he's not really. He's kind of a troublemaker. He's rambunctious. He's kind of an asshole. And right. he's also, he's well-liked at school, isn't he? So he's not like the every kid. Is, don't people like him? Yeah, but also like also isn't the every kid liked by everyone? Because he also has like real problems and stuff. Like so, yeah, he ain't Kevin Arnold though. Yeah, like, he's, he's a much more higher status than a higher, Kevin Arnold. He's higher tier. <laughs> he's like the every kid that every kid wants to be. I didn't like. Be I guess him, did that, you? I thought he was cool when I was a kid. Well, like, you would. I was like, oh, I mean, this <laughs> Zach Morris. He gets yeah. Kelly Kapowski and all this stuff, yeah. right? He must be some real hot shit, right? I guess so. But yeah, he's a troublemaker. But he's also he's smart. But he's just always scheming and things. And we'll learn more about Zach. His best friend is a kid named Mikey Gonzalez, who is played by Max Patimo. Now I find this Mikey character interesting because he's one of the characters that disappears. Yes, he does. This is his only season. <laughs> Mikey, when I used to watch this in the syndicated one, and I'd be like, "What is this version?" By the way, who is this? I always thought it was like I, I thought Slater, he was Slater. Young. Yeah, I was like, "Is this Young Slater?" And it's literally because they have the same curlyish mullet, which me. To tells me that when they cast a Slater, they wanted him to look like slightly I, like I this kid so. so that maybe they could confuse you. Zach, Zach, guess what? Tickets to the Hot Lead concert go on sale Thursday morning. But we're not going to get any because Thursday's a school day. Mikey is somewhat, to borrow one of Quinn's made-up words, indescript. Yes. He's not. He's like fine. But he's Zach's best friend. Yes, they he is. They do treat him like he matters in Zach's life, right? He does. Like, he, like if Mikey says something to him, he takes it seriously, yeah, right? Yeah, they collaborate, you know, yeah. they're confidants. The other best friend of Zach, another popular character from the show, uh, was Samuel Screech Powers. Yeah. What is it called when a certain girl walks by and your knees turn to jelly and your stomach scrunches up like a tinfoil ball. Played by Dustin Diamond, who has since passed Just away. Speaking of Urkel, I feel would become the Urkel of the series. He is the Urkel of the series. He's a, <laughs> he's a nerd that's also stupid. You know that yeah. horrible stereotype where it's he, like... He, he's somehow both, yet he's like a weird idiot savant can like build time machines and, and weird robots. Shit. Yeah, and so he yeah. has like a robot later. Yeah. But he's also dumb. You yeah. know, it's, it's a great character. He's clueless about real life, but he's yeah. smart with like science. Yeah. That's basically and he's what clumsy. the character... Yeah. yeah. Uh, Dustin Diamond somehow... I, I don't know if he lied about his age or that. I didn't realize, but he was 11 years old in Good Morning, Miss Bliss, and that's why he looks and sounds younger. We also get to meet in Good Morning, Miss Bliss, Lisa Turtle. Yeah, so Lisa's there. That, that by, was always fun. Played by the lovely Lark Voorhees. Can anybody tell me about the Great Depression? That's what happens when your mother cuts off your phone privileges. <laughs> the character was originally written to be, before they cast it, as a Long Island uh, Jewish princess type. Weird. But once they saw Lark Voorhees, they're like, oh, hell yeah, we need to... Because she was very funny, very talented. She just was... She was Lisa she Turtle. She character. She was very good at it. Yeah. Did they play it up in Miss Bliss that she's rich or whatever? Yeah. 
she's rich and she's like a fashionista, right? right she's yeah. all about fashion. She's like, she's not unsmart, but she doesn't care that much about school. You know right. what I mean? Like, she's not she's stupid. Cl- she's supposed to be like clever, right? She's clever. She's clever. I also always liked her name. Lisa Turtle is yeah. a very memorable name, isn't it? It's a weird turtle. It's a good name. I, I, yeah. And the other female uh, kid character, main one, is Nikki Coleman, who is played by Heather Hopper. Now, Nikki is another one that's like kind of nondescript. Like, she's kind of the voice of reason. Okay, Lipset, um, let's just forget about yesterday and get going on the project. Fine with me. All right. I did some research, and I have a lot of facts and figures to go over. Uh, and then the principal of the school is uh, Richard Belding, who in the pilot was played by a different actor and had a, a different first name. It was Gerald. In this, he is Richard Belding. He's kind of a younger. He's like in his 30s, it's supposed right, to be. Yeah. And he's played by character actor Dennis Haskins. Miss Bliss, how are you? I'm fine, Mr. Belding. Very excited. Over the summer, I came out with some great ideas. I'm sure they're wonderful. Now forget them. <laughs> uh, and Mr. Belding obviously plays a big part, a, a bigger part in the Saved by the Bell proper. But let's wrap up Miss Bliss here. We have Tina Palladrino, who is Miss Bliss's best friend, another teacher. Yes. Uh, played by Joan Ryan, who was mainly a stage actress. She's kind of quirky. Yeah. She's like the quirky. She's like the Aunt Jackie yes, of the situation. Yeah. 100%. <gasps> Carrie, do you think Belding is still mad at me because of the school play? No, Tina. I'm sure he's forgotten Rambo and Juliet. <laughs> And Always concerned about things. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah, life's a mess. Like, yep, yada, yada, yep, yada. Yep, exactly. And she's single. Mm-hmm. And you have Milo Williams, the maintenance supervisor, played by T.K. Carter, another character actor. I hate to tell you this, but my men are complaining. That old clunk of yours just dripped another quart of oil all over the parking lot. Milo, it's a parking lot. To you, it's a parking lot. To me, it's asphalt sculpture. <laughs> 13 episodes aired, as we said, on Disney Channel, and Disney did not pick up the show after that season. NBC, though, Quinn, did not give up. Mm-hmm. They they obviously wanted this show. They loved the show. Brandon Tartikoff, oh, I gotta have my Miss Bliss. obsessed with this idea. Gotta have it. So they retooled it yet again. This time, rather than being on Disney, which is, you know, a kid's channel, rather than trying it as a primetime pilot, a Saturday morning television yes. show which is the form that it would be known as yep it 10 a.m see success and like i said it was a new idea to have a live action comedy in this time slot on nbc but here's some of the retooling that would make it the show that we all know and think is all right mm-hmm. <laughs> we move from jfk in indianapolis which is kind of no offense to anyone from indy a benign setting. You know, it's very it was, it was a typical benign. It, honestly, it was just kind of aping Wonder Years in the like every school USA thing. Uh, it wasn't aping Wonder Years. They started at the same time. So uh, no. I just mean that concept of mid-America. If anything, like, it's going back to John Hughes. All his shit was always in Chicago. Yeah, okay, there you go. It's doing something like that. But they moved it to the fictional town of Bayside, California yep. on the beach over Surfers, there. Surfers, dude. Yeah, like, yeah dude. I really did because they wanted that. Clearly. Of course they did because there's a lot more to play with. And you know what I mean? aesthetic because yeah. the sets are totally bright and yep. like different because Neon, of where it is. Yeah. 100%. Uh, so the characters are going to be moving to ninth grade because obviously they were in eighth. They graduated mm-hmm. eighth. Now we're in ninth. Miss Bliss, uh, sorry, Haley, removed entirely. 
I mean, she works at the middle school, so... Yeah, she didn't move to Bayside. Yeah. But Zach Morris did, and he became the main character of the show. They never say that his family moved, right? Like, because it, it's... No, conf- it's a retcon. It's, yeah, because it's not, like, also Lisa's family moved, too? Yeah. Like, what? They <laughs> never, no. Yeah. It's literally, you're just supposed to accept the fact that they changed the show. Right, Like, yeah. it's not a continuity error. It's yeah. intentional. It's Bayside. It, it's imaginary, whatever. Plus, there were only 13 episodes of the damn thing. Who cares at In that their point, fantasy you know? <laughs> land, they could... California could be adjacent to Indianapolis. Right. Who, it, who gives a shit? Where's Bayside? Yeah. What do you is that it's just the next town over right exactly uh so tina palladrino milo they're all gone however mr richard belding remains interestingly i enough. guess he got the bump yeah the high bump. School. He, yeah. he got the bump and he's the uh foil to a lot of zach morris's schemes uh mikey and nikki unfortunately for all you big mikey and nikki fans out there got held back or something they're not yeah. involved <laughs> They ain't there. Too many schemes. Too many schemes in middle too school. Too many right? schemes, Mikey. Yeah. Uh, Screech Powers though has made the jump over to Bayside. Good for him. As has Lisa Turtle. But we have three brand new classmates of Zach's to meet. We have to meet AC, which we would later find out stands for Albert Clifford Slater, uh, not Air Conditioned Slater, <laughs> <laughs> or alternating current yeah. movie. Look, Slater, I could beat you now. Three toes tied behind my back. You think you're a better dancer than me? A military kid who yeah. has moved around a lot, and he is thus the, new. The new guy. The new guy. Also a jock. Yeah, a big jock. Wrestler, football, right. you know, all that I mean, stuff. But but Zach thinks, like, he he's a jock, but not also, like, he's also he's, cool. Like, Zach's just, I can be whatever I want, so I'm better than him. Right? Yeah. Well, and they are rivals at right. first. They're, they're, yeah, they foil each yeah, other. Yeah, they foil. Yeah. Oh, there's a lot of foil. Uh-huh. Aluminum foil Slater. Yeah. Anyway, he's played by Mario Lopez, who you might know from hosting things. Hosting <laughs> lots of things. <laughs> I'll tell you what, though. Being on Dancing with the Stars, all sorts of crap. He's probably the guy that worked dancer. the most afterwards. I think so. Or at least Zach most- Morris was more respected afterwards as an actor. I think so. But, you know, you know, give Mario Lopez credit in that he's carved out a niche for himself. Oh, that- he'll never go. He's definitely, he's like embedded in the ABC camp. Yeah. You normally have to be, you know, Mark McGrath to, yeah. to accomplish what he's accomplished. I envision that once Mario Lopez is old enough, they'll give him the New Year's slot. He seems- From Seacrest? Once Seacrest oh is retired, God. then Mar- so we'll get gray hair Mario Lopez. Uh, I don't know we're, if he'll we're let- in the snow now. And hey, Preppy, we're in the yeah, snow. Yeah. But I don't know if he'll ever let himself go. I, I, he is like 50 and he looks the same practically. True. Uh, anyway, Mar- you know who he is. Uh, we also meet Jesse Spano, who has been, again, this is a new show, even though we're using elements from yes. the previous. This is Zach's best friend since first grade. Right. This retcon, right? right. Is that Jesse Spano, who we've never freaking heard of right. ever. Oh, I've just me and Zach are tight. Yep. Like I am Zach's best friend, not girlfriend. And that's Never. I feel like they do this with Jesse to distinguish her, right? Because Zach's always chasing after girls. Yep. But Jesse, not Jesse, because Jesse is like his friend and he's known her long and he's not gonna do that to her. Yep. Like, he respects her. Right, yeah. Tell me quick that something is wrong with the scale before I hyperventilate. Jesse Spano is somewhat of a feminist and somewhat of a caricature of a feminist. Right. And she's played by Elizabeth Berkley, who you all know from Showgirls, that right. hit movie in 1995. Uh-huh. And she's so excited she, to be in the show. She is so excited. <laughs> and, of course, what would a teen sitcom be without the love interest? The girl next door, the dream girl, whatever you want to call her. Kelly Kapowski- the cheerleader, the popular girl, the prettiest girl, played, of course, by Tiffany Amber Thiessen at Who the time. of our age group did not have a crush on Kelly Kapowski? Oh, Come guilty. On. Guilty. Guilty as well. Of course. Uh, she was... Man. Woo. She was woo. Yeah. 
Are you really that much better than him? Kelly, every summer while the other kids were playing baseball, I was at dance camp. Wow, I can't wait! She would go on to 90210. Right. She would go on to uh, some movies and things like mm-hmm. that. And she is uh, she's Zach's main love interest. Not It's a Kevin yeah. and Winnie. Yeah, they're on again, on again, off again. Off again. It's and the same. There's Slater in the mix, like briefly. Yeah. yeah, but he is. You're right. Yeah. And also, only for season one. See, the gang hangs out at a place that is sponsored by the school, known as the Max, I, a I, restaurant. I don't know if you can answer this question, Joe. But as a kid, I was like, "Is this place attached to the school?" That or they like, don't say. How is this? Like, but the school funds it, right? Because it's it weird, does. right? What school has that kind of money? Bayside, Corn, yeah. remember? It's Imaginary Bayside it's, High. It's on yeah. the hills of Indianapolis yeah. <laughs> on the coast. And there's just mountains of money. <laughs> just like, tons of money. Underneath the school. Absolutely. They just, if they need some money for the Max, they just go to, go to yeah. the archives down there. The archives. The Max is a... When they're not in the school, they're at the Max, usually, if they're not at somebody's house. And for the first season only... Max himself works there, and he's kind of yes. part of the cast. He's in the credits. He's Ed in Alonzo. the credits, do, pulling something out of his ear every episode. And doing magic. Whatever it is, yeah. Dance Party has selected the Max for a televised dance contest with all those great kids from Bayside next Saturday. Ed Alonzo was a real-life magician and actor. What an idea. Hey, fuck to, it, right? To, let's get a magician. Just for something for the kids, for yeah. the younger kids. He also appeared in the season one episode of Full House, if you're interested. Mm-hmm. Let's do it for the amazing Ed Alonzo. Come on. Thank you. His hair is lovely. It's, it's, he has Kramer-ish. Yeah. Beekman's world hair, actually, yeah. is what he has. I've never seen anybody with that kind of hair <laughs> in real life. <laughs> uh, I think one of the most notable things, though, is not only do we get a new setting, new characters, new plots, blah, blah, new theme song, and one of yeah. the most classic sitcom themes, even though if you don't like the show. Right. I mean, that theme song, Quinn. It's all right, because I'm Say by the Bell. But not only the theme, I know that you, Michael Quinn, have a, a huge affinity for the bumper music in and this out. This show is something else with the bumper music, right? Yeah. Um, one of the things about the flow of these episodes, right, is they're very like, here's a little scene, and now here's a little scene, and they always like time jump a couple of hours or something yeah. to something they're doing. In between everyone, there's always like, or there's like, like the surfer one yeah, and like the there's one. all these like <laughs> like at the end yes like there's always a bunch of these it also has time out yeah well which, which is another aspect to it one of the things about zach morris is uh much like ferris bueller he kind of host the show. He breaks the fourth wall. He's the narrator and a player in the thing. Right. All at the same time. And he calls time out, which is where everyone freezes except him, and he tries to explain something or get out of the situation. If there's some backstory needed on, like, I'm right. pretty sure when one of them, he explains that he's known Jesse since first grade, just yeah, to, just to give you some background why this situation yeah, is happening. Absolutely. Right? Time out! Let's be very clear, Quinn. This is um not the highest budget because of no. its target audience. And I don't mean that disparagingly, but it's it's for kids, right? So we're not trying to make really high-quality television here. We're trying to churn out stuff that the kids tune into right. so it wins the rating slot and gets advertising. That being said, about the budget, though, I have to give some credit here because this show's got a lot of heart. Like, it really does. I don't know. Do you really think so? I, I find do. it to be very uh, manufactured. 
I don't only because of how they would the directions they would go in the later seasons where they would embellish on some of the characters and I'm like I, I'm surprised they even like went this far like especially with like the very special episodes like yeah. the, I'm so excited with the yeah with, don't worry with we'll Jesse get there. and all we'll that and not to mention like what I just said about the bumpers right. Yes. That's a lot of bumper music to produce. Like, <laughs> yeah. it is. It's true. Yeah, but, I mean, you do it once, and then you have them for years. What show, most shows have two bumper songs. That's it. This has, like, okay. seven of them. Okay, you're right. And, and specific <laughs> ones to certain areas and stuff. One of the things about this show, folks, is that uh, a lot of it was aired out of order, out of production order. Was it? A lot of it was, yeah. And I mean, I didn't even know what the order was, yeah, to be exactly. quite honest, when I was watching it. But within each season, there's a lot of episodes run and shot out of order. But it, I found it interesting. The first three episodes of Say by the Bell proper all aired on primetime at night. I'm just going to run down the dates for you, okay? August 20th, 1989 was the first episode of Say by the Bell. It aired on a Sunday night in primetime. Weird. Then, uh, Monday, August 28th, 89, same day as SummerSlam 89 for you wrestling fans. Fuck it! Uh, aired Say by the Bell episode 2. And then, Friday, September 8th, 89. And then, finally, Saturday, the next day, Saturday they, the 9th. They hooked into their normal slot. Yeah. Yep. And, again, we're doing synopses here. We're not doing, like, detailed breakdowns of all these episodes. But some of the things that happen in Season 1 involve the outlandish stuff like Screech being struck by lightning and now he can see the future because that's that's relatable. That's just very indicative of the first season with like yeah. silly. There's a lot more silliness. Yeah, it, that specific season, yeah. yeah. Uh, a dance contest featuring, of course, Casey Kasem. Right. TJ. Because he just comes to every school. And then <laughs> Like Grandpa Munster. Maybe he like, works near um he works near Bayside in yeah. Indy. Come in. Mr. Belling, my name's Casey Kasem. talk about the dance party at the max details coming up right after i return Lisa abusing her dad's credit card, so that's more realistic. See, there's there's a hard hitting episode, right? Yep. Zach runs against Jesse for class president. I remember that one. Remember that one? Yeah. There's also this is a goofy ass one where Zach fig- hears about in school a uh, subliminal advertising, and it's not the way that it really works, but it's like it's people listening to a tape, and then they would put like a message in there, right? It contained hidden messages asking for flowers, candy, and apples. Well, that's ridiculous, Miss Wentworth. What do you take us for? Mindless robots? Never. <laughs> the way they portray subliminal messaging in Saved by the Bell is you're listening to whatever, and then someone's like, you will do this. Right. That's not subliminal at all. That's just somebody recording onto tape. But some of the, see, that kind of plot, though, that plot's more fun to be fair. Oh, yeah, and Zach is take, a big asshole. Yeah, they would take real things like that and really just, like, go nuts with them. Yeah. Like, and, and, like that was very indicative of the way Saber the Bell was. To me, that that still leans enough into how season two is. It like, does, yeah. it does. And for the record here, uh, Zach usually gets his comeuppance on the thing. Like, yeah. his shit almost always backfires so on that's him. A, so that's the interesting part, is that he's a Ferris Bueller character but Mr. Belding always freaking finds out and he disciplines him for it. And, and it, it always, there's so, some lesson, right? And, like, or sometimes he's scheming against his own friends and they find out and then they turn the tables on him. Exactly. That happens too. That's right. We all got together to teach you a lesson. Huh. Well, I guess I learned it. So here's the thing, right? And I, I don't know if this is a policy at NBC or not, but this show very clearly has a distinct, if you do something that's actually wrong, 
you will get in trouble for it, period. You won't get away with it. Yeah, 100%. Like, it never happens. It never works. Listen, it did a lot of bad things when it came to uh, morality and teaching kids lessons, but it also had some good in it. You know, it did have have some morals in it. I think it was was just a lot of the morality of the time, too. So, like, probably the ones that are misguided that are, like, probably stuff that, like, aged out or whatever. Well, that's a great point, Quinn, because a lot of the complaint about this show, just to take a quick digression. How about time out? Huh? Couldn't think of that one, you asshole. Fuck it. Is how poorly it holds up. But a lot of things of their time, uh, when they're so focused on social, and this is not heavy social issues. Yeah. It's teen social issues. A lot of those things don't hold up because this is thirty, almost 35 years ago the There's show started. There's also the problem with a lot of the morality situations in this show to me is that the universe and world that it exists in, everything is so outlandish to the point of like, I don't think it's supposed to be perceived as real, right? Like, right. you know, and and t- a- unless they, they pause things or like, no, this is like serious yeah. or whatever, right? And if it ever was supposed to be perceived as real, I would argue they did not do a good job for the <laughs> yeah, most part. If they know? were trying to do that, then they didn't because yeah. even as a kid, I was like, this is just insane. This, like, is, just, this is like not how anything is. This is just junk food, you know? Yeah, this yeah. Is not, nothing's really like, high school's not like this, yeah. you know? There are different kinds of silly. There's good silly and bad silly and silly silly. And then there's also a prank war against Valley, and I just wanted to mention that because Valley is Bayside's chief rival. Right. Other high school, maybe in Indianapolis, I'm not sure. But I want to mention here, I was talking about how things were out of order. The first episode that they taped, right, like episode number one, didn't air until December of 89. What? Okay, so September is when, August is when they started. And it's the one where Zach has his first day of high school. We've probably all and seen that Slater one. And Slater comes in and everything, right? Slater that comes in. That didn't air first. They aired it in December, and they had Zach do narrations like, want to hear about my first day of high school a few months ago or whatever? <sighs> I know. That's what I mean. It was very weird. It's the first day of school, and I can't wait to get there. Why? <sighs> <laughs> Kapowski loves volleyball, windsurfing, and soon me. But this is the one where he's got that cut out of Kelly on his wall. Yeah. That's a famous shot. That wouldn't fly now. No, no. <laughs> and No, it definitely wouldn't. Like, here's my dream girl yeah. in, who, who also is in high school with me. Yes. And I have a poster of her in my room. <laughs> like, what the hell? A little, little much. Zach and Slater are rivals for most of the first season. You know, Preppy was something that Slater called him throughout the series, but it was initially an insult. Right. Right? He was making fun of it's, Zach. I'm the jock, and you're you're the guy wearing colorful sweaters, right. right? But eventually, over time, as they became friends, which, again, started in the first season and then following, then Preppy became like an affectionate it's nickname. It's like an affectionate, loving nickname yeah. that he just calls him. Yeah. The, hey, Preppy. I, I, the thing is, you never, after a while, it kind of rolls over you. That's just what Slater calls Zach. That's it's not, it's not an insult. Exactly. Right? Hey, look. Preppy. Now, also, another thing that it did start a little bit in Good Morning, Miss Bliss, but definitely in season one and following in Save by the Bell, is Screech has an unrequited uh, crush on Lisa. Right. Again, we're t- I-, I don't want to get too deep in the weeds on this, but Lisa is mean to him. Don't get me wrong. She is mean. I mean, is this not the same as how Laura Winslow and Urkel is? It's, like it's the same very, thing. It's very similar, it's where ve- she's like blatantly mean to him. But at the same time, she's been very clear... Yes. I don't want to date you. Right. And, but he doesn't stop. So 
the only difference maybe the meanness the Bell, is justified. The only difference in Saved by the Bell, unlike Family Matters, in Family Matters, like Laura ends up loving Urkel, but like in this, like it it's never like, happens. It never, and it's it's actually more realistic because that makes more sense, yep. right? They become friendly, right? They, they're friends. They're friends. Uh, yeah, they're friends after a while, but it's not like. He never really stops. No. Like, there's always some side scheme. <laughs> yeah. Like, this'll work. I'll make a love tonic or something. Like, it's always, like, some dumb shit. It, like, it never works. It's like, yeah. <laughs> so, listen, uh, the first season went well enough that NBC had a second one, which right. they wanted. And, and this, is, I feel like, I remember watching this recently, the season two, when it starts. Yeah. I feel like the show, like, shifts. Like, it becomes better quality. It, it like, does. everything's better. It was right? very, very silly in season one. Right. It really was. A little it, more Miss Bliss, a little less say by the Bell, yeah, right? This one is all Bell, man. Yeah. Now, I want to mention, these are short seasons. September of 90 to December of 90. All these seasons are short. Now, is it just me? Or is this second season, do the kids, like, get larger like well yeah they're like, taped they're all, it's later Quinn right but I mean like they look, they grew up kids they, grew up Quinn is surprised I just mean to say is there's a dramatic grow up like maybe I guess everyone went through a growth spurt or something but like, like maybe. Zach looks like he's 20 well, like, by, to, by season 2 and I'm like what the hell happened you have to understand something so well, I don't know when they shot season 1 yeah. but it was probably before August of 89 right yeah the other thing about this is they they shot these and held them back, all of them. Like, a lot of them are shot in one big mm-hmm. swoop, and then they roll them out. These are also short seasons. Right. So whenever filming wrapped for season one, it, we're talking legitimately maybe a year later, almost, when yeah. they started season two. And in two. a kid's life, that's a lot of time. Yeah. And that's why the characters, they look so much older. older yeah. Like, they, they, if you watch it in succession or whatever, yep. and you watch episode, the, for the last episode of the first season and the f- first episode of the second, you're like, what the, like, how much time passed? Yeah. Like, you're like, what happened? No, you're right. You're right. So this is three months. It's September 90, December 90. They're in 10th grade now, sophomore, so they take driver's ed. There's a whole episode about that where Zach is trying to screw with Slater, the driver's ed car, but then Kelly gets injured. Hi, Slater. Oh. Up for a spin? Hey. Kelly, what are you doing here? I'm going to volleyball practice. Well, hop in. I'll drive you there. Thanks. No, Kelly, get out of the car. Thanks. Kelly, get out of the car. No, Kelly. Ah! Oh, great point, Slater. That wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for you. Shit always blows up in Zach's face. That's like a more serious episode. It is. Yeah. It is. It is. Uh, Jesse and Slater become a thing. Yes. Uh, he calls her mama all yeah. the time, notably. Yeah. She calls him a pig. Yeah. <laughs> because Slater is written to show these, like, uh, mis- not misogynistic, is chauvinistic. So this is their, like, progressive thing going on here. So Jesse's, like, she's trying to correct the male macho-ness. Yeah, the pig-headedness. Uh, AC Slater, the typical jock. Right. And exhibiting very typical jock behavior that maybe in the 80s was acceptable, but, but now we're in the 90s, and that's no good, right? It was acceptable in the 80s. Yeah, I, but they, yeah, they, they, right. they, they, they do that a lot. Like, she's, like, fixing how he is. He means well. He almost is Archie Bunker in a lot right. of ways. Right, he's never he... actually, like, <laughs> he's actually, like, really good with her. He is right? he's Like, nice. he's actually nice to her and stuff. It's just, like, he makes, like, really dumb mistakes because and he's so- just, like, he's been, like, trained a certain yeah. way to he act. says stupid shit yeah yeah <laughs> yeah exactly but they become a thing uh and so do D- zach and kelly officially for season two thank goodness after all the chasing right yeah. and the fight with slater and all that they're, yeah. they're fine there is a save the max episode which you got mm-hmm. now max is gone by this point yeah <laughs> but there is the save somebody's the max. running it <laughs> so he's in max. the back i don't know but the most famous episode of season two this is the one we need to hone in on real quick here is known as jesse's song the <laughs> This is where Jesse Spano, mm-hmm. um, who is a fiercely uh, motivated student, 
right? Yeah, Throughout the n- course. Very notable, like, I got to get whatever the highest score on the SATs is. Yeah, 1,600. 1,600. I got I to, gotta, like, get straight A's and mm-hmm. yada, yada. She's like, but she's, like, almost, like, obsessive about it. And it, so it'd been building, right? Like, for the whole season, they kind of yeah. mentioned this, right? She's like, oh, my God, I got to study she's and blah, like blah, this, blah, yeah. right? Like, but then there's this episode where she, like, really goes off the freaking deep end with this stuff, right? Yeah, because... I, Say by the bell decides we're gonna deal with the we're gonna deal with drugs. Right. We're, we're gonna do it. We're gonna tackle this for the kids that are watching that are nine years old. <laughs> yeah. That, that have no idea what we're talking about. But this was this era where they you know, they would ingrain into even at a young age, like drugs bad. Like right. don't you <laughs> don't you're, fucking you're, do them. Don't fucking do them. Like you're you're gonna you're gonna die like the moment they hit your body, like wh- however way they do. Don't touch a marijuana. Do not touch them. <laughs> this is crack. Rock cocaine. Uh, so Jesse, in an effort to stay up later to continue her studies, mm-hmm. she begins taking the dreaded caffeine pills. <laughs> yeah. Great earrings, Lisa. Ask me anything about geometry. I'm ready. I'm ready. Jesse, are you all right? Great. Wonderful. Terrific. Check this out. The square of the hypotenuse of a right triangle is equal to the sums of the square of the other two sides, baby! This is obviously like speed, right? It's a reference to speed, yes. Right. Now, caffeine pills in real life, if you take one, it's like drinking a cup of coffee. Right. Peter Engel has said he did want this to be speed, flat out. I always thought it was speed, to be quite right. honest. I didn't even think anything. Yeah, maybe that maybe making. that's just my head cannon. Right. But like, yeah. They knew people's minds would go there, but he wanted to call it by name. Right. But NBC Standards of Practice didn't let him. Now, this seemed to be a problem because there was other shows that tackled this, like, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air as well with the speed pills. Yeah, but they're not daytime. I just mean to say is that this was an actual thing at the time, this 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 overstudying, like, like taking enhancements and stuff, right? right? Amphetamines have been a yeah. thing, yeah. It is somewhat campy because mm-hmm. of the fact that it's caffeine pills and she becomes addicted to them very quickly. But even if you take out the it's caffeine pills and you just say, okay, it's speed, whatever drug it is, right? The, these are things that happen, yes. It's one of the rare moments that, first of all, Zach has to, like, throw off the, like, I'm Mr. Cool or whatever the hell he is. He becomes, right? like, her real friend. Right, suddenly he's not trash, and it's weird. <laughs> like, he, it, like, But it, it comes off him almost like he's a different actor. It's very weird when he, like, when he, like, confronts Jesse about this. Well, it's because we see the real Zach Morris. Right. No time! There's never any time! I don't have time to study! I'll never get into Stanford! I'll let everyone down! I'm so confused! Jesse, hey! Hey, just calm down. It's okay. You're right. It's okay. Everything will be okay. Yeah. I just need one of these. Pills? You mean you really are taking drugs? I need them. Jesse, give me those. I need them, Zach! I have to sing! Yeah, and I mean, drug addiction is real, was real, was a real threat in the early 90s when this took place, and, yeah. and throughout the 80s had been. Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know if uh, having an addiction to caffeine pills will make you sing the Pointer Sisters. Yes. Uh, but it certainly did for Jesse. Jesse, you can't sing tonight. Yes, I can. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I'm so scared. Jesse, Jesse. Jesse. Hey, don't be scared. Listen, we'll get through this. And Zach like hugs her and he's like, we have to like get you out of here. And he like takes her to her mom and like 
presumably Betty Ford because it's, it's <laughs> you know what I mean like because it's Hollywood and that's what they well, think of yeah, as recovery yeah I gotta say I'm addicted to caffeine if I don't have my coffee right. every day I get a headache but yes it's a very <laughs> famous it's probably one of the most famous scenes in the entire show right yeah but not always for the right reason Michael, right is all I'm trying to say it's like, hokey yeah it's extreme it was then though wasn't yeah. it 30 three years ago but the laugh think? track suddenly disappears and like well, it that- gets very, very serious like I don't know <laughs> you're right you're right and that's the first half of high school for the Saved by the Bell gang over at Bayside yeah, throughout this these two seasons and the next two that there are in high school Mr. Belding is frequently popping in and out foiling Zach but you can start to pick up that there's a grudging respect that they yes. have for one another which I've always liked and Belding kind of he <laughs> he's rooting for he, him he, 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 yes he's rooting for him and he like kind of likes Zach and he, he, he sees himself in him or yep. whatever exactly but we got two more years of high school to cover plus whatever comes after high school stuff stuff comes after high school so we're gonna do that why don't you go ahead and take a recess if you will we will be back for the second half of Saved by the Bell right here on Acid Wash Memories On the next Saved by the Bell, Screech and Zack get a line on what girls really want. I picked Zack. Yes! But what they do know could hurt them. Kelly beat me up. Is this the Kelly Zack knows and loves? Kelly the Killer Kapowski. Excuse me for a moment. Or one that could put him in intensive care. (laughs) Saved by the Bell. Tonight at 5.30, 4.30 Central. Dave, didn't catch anything, huh? Not today. Oh, it's a good thing we make a delicious fish sandwich here at Wendy's. Fish sandwich, please. No luck, huh? Wendy's fish sandwich, a large fillet of cod fried golden brown topped with creamy tartar sauce. We make the best hamburgers, and I think the best fish sandwich. So that's what fish looks like. And for a limited time, you can get our delicious fish sandwich combo. It comes with regular fries and a 20-ounce Coke, only $2.99. But hurry, or this could be the one that got away. And now we return to more Acid Wash Memories. Hey, hey, welcome back to Acid Wash Memories, a retro pop culture celebration. Time for 11th grade. Uh, but before we do that, I want to remind you guys to follow us on Twitter X at uh, Twitter a- X, AWM yes. Podcast and join our Facebook group. We want to hear all your memories of Say by the Bell. Uh, again, I think it's... um. I think it's all right. I don't love it. I never did. I watched it. I have I, a very... I, I think I love it in a way... I think you do more than I, me. I love it just because it's stupid. It like is it, stupid. It's, 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 and it's very digestible and watchable. It is. Like, I'll, it, give you it's, I, I've, I'll give you that. Like I said, I've watched it back and I'm like, you could just watch six episodes of this and yeah. not even think about it, right? It's, and, and it's... It never makes you feel bad. You know, yeah. it's an easy show to watch. It's so corny, though. It puts me in a place, I think, Save of the Bell, where I'm remembering coming home and it being on reruns and, like, just, yeah. like, maybe doing homework or something. I remember watching it at 4 o'clock and 4.30 on UPN 57. I remember it more on TBS, but... I remember still, it on TBS also, yeah. yeah. 
Quinn, there was a very specific memory that you wanted to mention real quick here. Yeah, so in the in season two, there's a weird episode. They're trapped in a mall overnight because they wanted to get a gift or something, and like they messed up, and like they're they're running away from or they're running away from some. I don't know. What kids can relate to this? What does it, that have to do with it's anything? It's such a weird episode, <laughs> and it's so weird to the point where there's like. There's a point where Kelly starts yelling at Lisa for like forgetting or getting them into this mess or because they wanted to stay at the mall. And she breaks out. She says she says something effective like, oh, you left that in the bag or whatever, like her like, like some thick ass Minnesota Midwestern accent or maybe even Boston. I don't know where she's from. It just big. It just that sounds leaks, like Jersey. It just leaks right out and they don't edit it out. And I always found it extremely funny. And I remember I remember it. And I think I I saved the clip at one point. I just always found it amusing. Lisa, why you have to be so nosy? Pick up that bag. Yeah. Tiffany Thiessen's from Long Beach, California, so I don't know what that I, accent I don't is. Know but where it came from? But she she says bag, bag. And, and it's amazing. Oh, angry video game yeah. nerd. It is yeah. bag. Pick up that bag. Anyway, listen. High school is four years if you're lucky, right? And we've covered ninth and tenth. Now they're juniors here as we go into the just third moving season. along here and say about the rate of play, yeah. right? Once again, these are short seasons, September 91 to mm-hmm. December 91. That's it, which I guess they did that for economy efficiency because they, re- they just they, they re-ran them these tons of January time. to May in the, right. you know, whatever. This show was like always on. It was always on. It was, like I said, reruns or wherever. You know what? That's a good opportunity for me to say, Quinn. It was ubiquitous. It was very ubiquitous. <laughs> for a period yeah. of time. So as we get into 11th grade here at Bayside, something happens because we got to have that drama. Right. Kelly falls in love with her boss. Oh, this. That weird guy with the mullet or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It is so weird. I mean, I'm here with Zach and he's the greatest guy. But all I can think about is Jeff. Zach and Kelly break up. Just like Kevin Winnie did all the time, man. They, they just love to do this in these shows, right? It's like, oh, we got to put the main character on the chase again, right? Yep. It's like, I mean, I guess from a television writing, I've never been one, a mm-hmm. television writer. I guess from a television writing perspective, these are the tricks of the trade. And I'm not saying they're not hacky or not overused, but how do we start off a new season? Well, if we separate these two characters, then we can add new elements in a new angle instead of keeping everything status quo. Right. Is that what it is, you think? I guess. Plus, people do break up in high school. Not to mention, it's like, it kind of seems like (sighs) Zach Morris is a jerk. Well, yeah. But he's actually really good at getting women. He is, yes. And so, like, this seems like a problem at first, but like a Zach Morris problem. Meaning, he can't get what he wants, but he can get any girl, other girl that he wants. Yeah. Right? And, And he's determined to. Right. So, we then get, and this is what I mean when I talked earlier about how things are just scheduled different than the way they were shot and are just in jumbly order. Mm-hmm. There's a run of summer-based episodes that are intermixed for a while <laughs> here in, like, the fall of 91. This is so confusing. So this is the Malibu Sands, correct? Right. So the Malibu Sands is a beach club in Malibu. This is so, like, the ordering is very important to why this is weird, like you yeah. said. Like, right? Because while it was airing, there'd be like a Malibu Sands and then there wouldn't be yeah. and then they'd be back to the Malibu Sands again and you'd be like, what the hell is happening? Right. You would like, think that these would have aired during the summer as new, like summer replacement the style. The other thing is the Malibu Sands is like an arc. 
Yes. Like it's like it's like six episodes or something. It's, it's an actual arc of Zach dating somebody else. Yes. Right. It's real because it's supposed to be the after Kelly broke up with him. Right. Thing. But yet they're just back to high school like the next day. And then it's like, hey, you know what? High school got for Let's go back to the Malibu <laughs> Sands and continue my romance with the King of Queens girl. Okay. Like, so let's talk about yeah. her. So the the guy that the boss at the, they all get jobs there, right? right? Kelly and Slater are lifeguards. Yeah. Screech and Zach work at the beach club. It doesn't matter, right? <laughs> they're bullshit jobs. Right. They're just they're it's always bullshit. like play volleyball today right. with the guests or something. I, I like that episode. It's Mr. Carosi, which yeah. is um Ernie Sabella, who is a character actor that you might know for you Seinfeld fans. He's the fat naked guy in the subway episode, which uh-huh. is a season two episode, or maybe three. Three. He's very nineties. I saw him all over the place. You got something against the naked body? I got something against yours. He was also a Balky and Larry's boss at the thrift store during the early seasons of Perfect Strangers. Mm-hmm. He's a one of those character actors he that just you, appears. Yeah, like you're very like, oh, dis- him. <laughs> very distinguished. He's the boss, right? But he has a daughter. Yes. Now his name is uh, Mr. Carosi. Yeah. Right? They're from New York. Right. They're Italian. But they they they've struck gold and now they own this club or Malibu, something. Malibu baby. Yeah. Uh, his daughter is Stacy Carosi. Played by the incredible Leah Remini yeah. from King of Queens, obviously. This was and other so. It, this is why when she showed up in King of Queens, I'm like the Malibu Stacey Sands Carosi, girl. Right, like, right. This is so weird. Can I help you? Maybe I'm looking for someone. Oh, aren't we all? And sometimes we get lucky and find that someone we're looking for. That's so profound. <laughs> I'm looking for uh, Leon Carosi. What do you want to see that jerk for? Because that jerk's my father. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> now she hates the whole California culture. She gives Zach yeah. such a hard time, but again, it's that will they or won't they storyline. Right. See, I'm from the East Coast. Was that California humor, dude? Were you being awesome and gnarly? <laughs> A lot of people are familiar with her from the other show, right? King of Queens. Queens. She's like a kid in this. Like yeah, she's, she's really like 21, young. Yeah, 21, she's like 22. super young in this. And yeah. like, it's very, that's why when I watch King of Queens, it's very like, it's like ping pong. I'm like, wait, what? Like, Can I just say like, though, about Leah Remini? Yeah. She is really good in this show. She might be one of the better <laughs> actors in this show. Right? Like, or actresses. Yes. Like she, because she actually went on to do real shit. Yeah, and I like, mean, some it, of them did. Right. You know, let's talk about that for a second. We'll continue the arc. The acting, I gotta say, when it's supposed to be over the top, it clearly is, you know? Yeah. Like, Mr. Belding is a very mm-hmm. over-the-top character and, and all that screech. Yeah. I don't think that the main cast, though, are... I don't think any of them are bad None actors. None of them are bad, actually. You know what it is? I think is that they settle into the roles by, like, real quick, actually, in the first season. I think so. To the point of... They get the inflections of like and the reactions of like how their character should be. Mm-hmm. And it's very obvious because I really do feel the Lisa Turtle, that's her, right? Yeah. Like that, that's how she is in real like in my head, that's how she is in real that's life. Lisa right? Turtle. Zach Morris, that's he's just like that, yeah. right? Like AC Slater, all these people. You know their names too. And I think that's also an, another that's aspect to point. it is they're just it's the the roles are very strong. And even down to the side characters, like what's that? when Tori Spelling shows up as like Screech's... Violet. Vi- but she's like an ongoing character. But she's again, Screech's girlfriend for a little while, like, yeah. I, get, I don't know if it's the characters are so easy to play for these actors and yeah, actresses. I think or so. 
did they just pick really talented people or a combination of both? But they just grab onto these characters and like they're all memorable and you they're fleshed out and you know everything about them. I think like, it's very strange. I think they're they're all talented actors. I yeah. think that's the bottom line. The vehicle you know, in which they were acting is obviously not going to highlight all of that talent all the time. Right. But I do think that all of them got a chance to shine at some point or another. Hell, even Mr. Belding. Like, yeah, he's right? fine, right? Like, but he's, he's so good. memorable. Oh, yeah, of course right? he is. Because he's the, the he's like the goofy, fun principal that has to play the authority he's the figure. the principal you always wanted to have. Yeah. Right? Because that you know that he gives a shit about you. Right, as long as you're right. not fucking around, he's not going to be mean to you for no reason. But that he's kind of like a guardian angel character, yeah. meaning like he is actually like, okay, I got to make sure these kids like get through this shit. Right, right. Like, yeah. and, like if they're messing up, I'm going to pull them aside and tell them that and right. set them straight. He cares. Bottom line is that he cares. So the Malibu arc, which is on and off, it ends with Zach having to say goodbye to Stacy. Right. After she, they finally get hooked up. Uh-huh. And, and now, now she's not, she respects Zach. Yeah. And yada, yada, yada. And she's like, later, dude, which is a callback to the first time that we see her right. where she's making fun of surfer culture. You're really going to leave, huh? Yeah. Dad's taking me to the airport in a few minutes. Can't believe you're not going to be here tomorrow. <laughs> Me neither. What am I gonna do without you? Well, I'll be back for Thanksgiving and maybe you can come east for Christmas. So we go back to school now, and that whole thing is forgotten. And then Zach- <laughs> Yeah, none of that happened. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Don't worry about that. <laughs> Zach falls for a uh, college girl, gets fake IDs for him, Screech and Slater. I'm sure that goes really well. Uh, the gang goes to Palm Springs. There's a block of Palm Springs episode, or is it one or two or something? But I, this, this I like barely remember. Jesse's dad's wedding, because remember right. she has a new family. Eric, her stepbrother. Yeah. None of it's good. Um, it's always something complicated with Jesse. <laughs> It's like caffeine pills, man. It's difficult. You got to watch out. Uh, Then there is another anti-drug episode. This one is called No Hope with Dope. Speaking of dopes, the gang does, you know, the anti-drug PSAs at Bayside, right? Right. And they find out that this fictional teen idol who's coming to be a part of the PSAs, um, he's been the one that's smoking weed at Bayside. The weed, Joe? The weed, the marijuana. Bad. Now this is an episode that now that it's legal also ages. Yeah, it's like oh, it's not like, its fault though, yeah. right? But yeah, you're right. It's almost like the marijuana has been relegated to caffeine pills because of th- th- the laws have <laughs> yeah, changed. Right, exactly. it's, like, it's the same shit. Yeah, you know how they say never meet your idols. You know, right. like, Kelly finds that out the hard way because he tries to get Kelly to do the weed. <gasps> Come on, Kelly, it's only pot. I don't think I want to. Uh oh, Johnny. Looks like she's just saying no. <laughs> hey guys, I'm back. What's going on? Nothing, Zach. Let's go home. Oh, stay. It's early. Hey, Zach, want to hit? You smoke pot? Yeah, sure. Who doesn't? I don't. So the PSA's ruined, though. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> because, you know, the, the, the guy who's smoking the weed, who's going to do the PSA with the Bayside yeah. people? I'll tell you who. Mr. Belding's old friend. Brandon Tartikoff. What? Hi, I'm Brandon Tartikoff, chairman of NBC Entertainment. And I've got a hit idea for the new fall season. Don't do drugs. <laughs> the fucking... Has to be on How the show. How meta does this have to be? Uh, right, right. right. I don't even remember this. Yeah. Brandon Tartikoff. It's very, very brief. Why did you have to be so nosy? The most famous or infamous episode in this season, though, Quinn, is Rockumentary. Because this features... 
the story, uh, the rise and fall, if you will, and rise again of a band known as Zack Attack. Um, <laughs> this is a bit. <laughs> How did we go from like now we're a high school to now this is the Partridge family? Like, <laughs> like, like, like everything is an archetype that they that they they're reusing or something, right? God, it's ba- listen, it's really good and really bad. Zack um, Attack, what a name! Hi, I'm Mindy Wallitzer, and I handle publicity for the hottest new band on the music scene. Wow, what band is that? (laughs) Did we ever have a chance has sold over five million copies. I've invited you all here today for the band's first press conference. Now, Zach, obviously, they all they broke up like the Beatles. Yeah, you know they were yeah. very popular because they had that great song "Friends Forever." Very popular in <laughs> Bayside. <laughs> oh, by the way, Casey Kasem's in this one again yeah. too. Uh, they just love having him. Oh, on. right, this is the one where he's like narrating <laughs> yes. over. It's like, they were it's good or whatever. <laughs> like, yeah. Little did they know that fate was running by their door. You know they have horrible, horrible falling out. Just like the Beatles. This right. is the thing. You know, bands break up. It's very sad. Uh, and then... I bet the writers just thought they were so smart with this oh, episode. Oh, it's clever writing, yeah. Quinn. It's Spinal Tap, move over. This mm-hmm. is the real satire we've been waiting for. Zach's got like a mohawk at one point, you know, because <laughs> that's what bad people do when yeah. they touch the marijuana. Little by little, what, a Slater in an accident or something, like in a race car? I swear to shit I'm not making that up. And, and like, that's from the... when I think I remember this whole episode goes off the rails. Like, it's not... Like, at some point you realize this is not even part of Saved by the Bell canon. No. It's just weird. It's a, fi- it's a dream episode yeah, or whatever. Exactly. Zach, what are you doing here? Well, I just heard about Slater. I got here as fast as I could. That's how I got here, too. <laughs> well, I never expected to see you again. Me neither. Well, since you're here, let me hang up your hair. Don't touch my hair. Isn't it that Slater was a race car driver? He gets into an accident and they like reunite because of that. But wasn't it because Bobby from the Brady Bunch was a race car driver in like the Maybe. reboot, like the the one from Possibly. 1990? Yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, they play again and it's wonderful. Friends forever, man. Yep. Always will be friends. And then we got senior year, man. Here we go. Now, folks, I want to mention one thing before anyone is shocked that we didn't mention something. I said in the beginning, we're not covering every single episode or every single thing that happens. Just notable things. Yeah, we're just giving you we're giving you a sampling and giving you the room to bring up the things that we didn't. It doesn't mean we forgot. It means I chose not to. I looked at it's every just single a, episode for this. This episode's also just a good excuse to go watch Say by the Bell and yeah, Blue or wherever it exactly, is. Exactly. Right? right. So season four, we're seniors here and things get a little sticky with this season, Quinn. I'm gonna hmm. explain why. Okay. So September 92 to December 92, and then one episode aired in May of 93, which mm-hmm. we will get to. So this was originally ordered as a 15-episode season. Okay. They were all shot. Can I ask a question before the season yes. starts, too? Saved by the Bell is doing gangbusters as far as ratings. Winning the time point. slot, yeah. It's like they are. This, this, to me, by the time we get to senior year, they, they were like at the height of popularity. Yeah, yeah they're yeah. very popular in yeah. 91, 92. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Okay. So everything is shot in the can for the final season of Saved by the Bell, right? And then NBC says, you know what? We only need like 11 more episodes to get us to 100 for syndication. Let's do another 11 episodes of Saved by the Bell. Ugh. So now we have to overextend the show. Yeah, but here's the problem. Tiffany Thiessen and Elizabeth Berkley did not renew their deal. Their deal was done. Everyone fulfilled their deal. Everyone did, right? And no one broke any rules here. No one broke any rules. Like, I, I no. think I know where this is going. They're like, <laughs> it's pilot season. We yeah. want to do other projects. We've been doing this show mm-hmm. for three years. We're, we're done. 
Mario Lopez and, you know, Mark Paul Glossler and uh, Dustin Diamond, everyone else, Mr. Belding, Dennis Haskins, Clark Voorhees. They say, okay, we'll do, we'll do another 11, whatever. No big deal. Get the monies. Yeah. So we don't have Jesse. We don't have Kelly. Now, Kelly and Jesse, I mean, they're all main characters because it's an ensemble show, but like Kelly in particular is very prominent, but so is Jesse because she's like Slater's love interest. Yeah. I mean, I would say the whole gang is prominent because it's almost ensemble. every single episode, there's some moment where they're in the max, like, scheming or yeah, whatever. Or the hallway like, yeah, scheming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's always a scheme. Something, yeah. So what we do is we meet a replacement character played by Leanna Creel, <laughs> known as Tori Scott. Excuse me, but I think you've made a big mistake. Oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> you parked your bike in my parking space. Was your name on it? Oh, let me explain something. I'm Zach Morris. Should I be impressed? See, she's a tough one because she didn't have a lot of storylines. She kind of, and to me, I always thought she was Jesse wearing a leather jacket sometimes. I thought, okay, so I thought she's more Jesse, but I, I'm guessing they were trying to like combine Kelly. They were, and, and Jesse, it was like a, into one person. She had like Jesse's hair, but she was also like a unique character. She wore a leather jacket, rode a yeah. motorcycle, yeah, and she was like not. But she's a, also a love interest, which is anti Jesse. Like yeah. you know what I'm saying? So like, there's this weird like she's straddling the line. I guess she's being like both. She's being both, and she's also new. Like she's right. a new girl at the school, right? So there's a Slater element to her too. Yes. <laughs> like yeah. And she doesn't really have too much memorable. She's just kind of there to, to say lines, unfortunately, to for the character. So we can get those 11 episodes or whatever, Correct. Right? And she's not even in, I think, all 11, believe right. it or not. But the problem with this season, I guess it's a problem. I guess no, they wrote it in a certain way where it's never referenced. You know, Kelly and Jesse are never referenced in the Tory episodes. They mixed them in with the regular ones that they had already shot. Okay, so I'm going to go out on a limb here. And say that's actually it's probably a, it, correct. I agree with you. Because I agree. the concept is we can't have Kelly and Jesse on every episode, right? So what if we like suggested that there was this other girl there while Kelly and Jesse are also there? Yeah. So if we just every other episode that's that, basically what they did. Then it, it seems seamless, right? It seems like, oh, they're just all there. It's just it just happens that Kelly Tori <laughs> never ran into Kelly yeah, and Jesse, they, right? Right. That's what it is. Because they were just doing other stuff that day. Exactly. Right? It's like that's basically it. That's what it is. And around this same time, the Miss Bliss uh, episodes entered the syndication package, like right. we mentioned as package. the package, as the junior high years. Oh, what a syndication package. But something else happened. We had our first Say by the Bell movie, which everyone was clamoring for, and I'm not being funny. The kids wanted it. Yeah. Uh, Say by the Bell Hawaiian style. Yeah. Now, this is very interesting to me. This is a made-for-TV movie. This would play later. Now, I always got the impression that this took place after the show. It's right like, in the middle of their senior year. That's it came odd. Out. Yeah. Yeah. Like the fall of 92. Hey guys, this is going to be the greatest vacation ever. Two weeks of fun in the sun. <laughs> After nine months of school, we deserve it. <laughs> hey, Belding wouldn't mind if you stayed here, Zach. The plot line here, I don't want to recap it all. The, Kelly's grandfather has the hideaway hotel in Hawaii, of course. And uh, the whole gang is invited. All mm -hmm. six of them or whatever. And of course, because this is... Not Tori. She's not invited. She's not invited. They yeah. don't even know her. <laughs> yeah. Of course, because this is based on a sitcom, this movie... Mr. Belding finds his way to Hawaii, like, unrelated, like, Mr. Belding, hey, 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 what is going, you know, that yeah. bullshit. Hey, I'm on vacation, why are you here? Exactly. Like, one of those things, right? What are you doing in Hawaii? 
Summer school, what else? My grandfather's owned a hotel here for 30 years and this visit he said to bring along my friends. So here we are. Nice shirt, Mr. B. <laughs> Look, uh, I'm leading a principal's tour and I think it would be best if we just all kept our distance from each other. And it's just one of these like zany, let's just fill time with <laughs> montage and music and shit type movie. You ever see like a Hallmark movie? It's that. It's low budget. You know, but you know what the thing is, Joe? I guarantee you this did well. Because Save with the Bell was like on at TV? its height. Yeah, it did. Like, yeah. It did. I mean, it was memorable. Yeah. Notably, though, it is shot on film, or maybe videotape, but it's shot like a film. No laugh track. It's super high quality from my memory. Compared like, to Save by the Bell. It's like, yeah. whoa, like, yeah. this, this is like, they're real people. They're outside and stuff. Right, like, which it's I like, did like. Holy moly. That was the coolest yeah. part. Are you a guest in this hotel, young man? Me? I wouldn't stay in a shark-infested hotel with a staff full of discourteous punks. Oh. So we go back to season four, their senior year, where the final episode airs. This one does have Jesse and Kelly, because it was shot when they had them. They had to at least conclude, because they've been around the a long time, right? Yeah. yeah. I don't know if Tori graduated, but okay. We don't know. Yeah. But this is the graduation episode, and this is the one that was held all the way until May of 93, May 22nd to be Ooh, exact. Nice and late. And it aired in primetime. The finale aired in oh, primetime. Oh, they, they didn't mess around here. It's like everyone wants to know what happens to the gang. Yep. It's got some, like, you know, high-stakes graduation bullshit. Like, Zach needs one more credit to graduate. Of, so course, he, of course he's the one <laughs> in that yeah, situation. Right. That's just so that he can, like, screw around with building and they can have a moment or yes, whatever. that's at the exactly end. what it is. Yeah. Uh, so he does ballet to get his credit. <laughs> of um, course it's dumb. Meanwhile, Jesse desperately wants to be the valedictorian, which should surprise nobody, yep. right? But Screech has a higher GPA. He yeah, this like extra secret reveal at the end that yes. Screech has secretly been like racking up the scores yes. like, like on his tests. So he lets it known to Lisa and Lisa and Screech actually have a nice moment. Mm -hmm. I think she kisses him on the cheek and it's just Aww. like happy. You yeah. know what I mean? Goodbye, Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, Screech. Oh, I'm so happy. I'm so sad. But then uh, Jesse's being a big jerk about that, and Lisa's like, hey, that jer that nerd let you be the valedictorian, and she finds out. Lisa, I thought you didn't like him. Why did you kiss him? I'm gonna miss him. He's a real decent guy. Lisa, he once got dressed and then took a shower. <laughs> he may be decent, but he's still a dorky guy. Yeah, well, if it wasn't for that dorky guy, you wouldn't be valedictorian. Oh. <sighs> What do you mean? Forget it. I promise not to tell. So we have the graduation ceremony and Jesse's giving the speech and one of the first things she says... Well, that student deserves to stand here today. So now let's hear from our real valedictorian, Screech Powers. So he gets up, but he's like, I'm not good at talking. So Zach gets up, of course, because we have to have Zach talk. I'll, I'll speak for him. You know what's funny? Uh, I thought the last day of high school would be the happiest day of my life. Until I realized what I'd be leaving. My friends. See, that's what Bayside means to me. Not just girlfriends, though I'll miss all mm, 86 of you. <laughs> no. I'm talking about those people who are always there when you need them. They get their diplomas, and Belding has a great line to Zach. You know, son, you've got something very special inside of you. 
I hope I'm around to see you when you let it all out. The good! It's great. The good moment. And then Zach's last words are, How about that? I actually graduated high school. Yes. Later, guys. Yeah! But this is not the end of the story, Joe. No. So when we leave off here, the gang is all headed in different directions to college. I'll tell you where, okay? Okay. Screech is going to Berkeley. Okay. In California. Lisa, very fittingly, going to the Fashion Institute of Technology in New York City. As she should. As she should. Kelly is going to California State University, Northridge, staying local. Very Kelly. Very Kelly. Jesse going to Columbia University. Mm -hmm. Slater on a wrestling scholarship going to the University of Iowa. Mm -hmm. Very proud of him. Fantastic. And because of the SATs, which this was another plot point where... Uh, Zach did much better than Jesse. Zach got like a yeah. He did like good on them, even yeah. though he s- doesn't give a shit about yeah. school. So he got a fifteen oh two. So he got accepted into Yale. God, I forgot about that episode where like yes. Jesse is so mad. Yes, because like, Zach didn't even freaking try. He didn't try. So of course, on the same day that we find all that out and mm-hmm. the uh, graduation episode aired, right afterwards we got the pilot for Say by the Bell the College Years. Wait, wait, wait. It was the same day? <laughs> yeah. But I thought they were all going to these different places. They're How just, the hell do they end just, up in the same spot? Just ignore that. Just forget about it. And everyone's forget. hair is different, too. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> so Say by the Bell College Years is a separate show, but it is a spinoff, right? Now, this show, and maybe you've put this in my head, this is more like Friends or something. Like, it's totally <laughs> it's like... Not, it's. It, I never said that, did yeah, I? But it, no, because you made that opening where you use the theme of oh. it with Friends. <laughs> but it made me think yeah. about how this show is framed very differently. It's it not is. the same. It's not the same. It's so. not the same at all. It's the cast. They're in college, but it's more of a like... I want to say it's more how like Sabrina the Teenage Witch became after she went to college, where it was like more just like big kids stuff, like you boy know, meets like world maybe, yeah, boy meets world or whatever. Like it's like uh, just more normal plots, not normal. like weird shit. Normal, right? yeah. Let's talk about it here. So this started in ninety three. The pilot was May, and then it started in the fall season in September. Uh, inexplicably, Zach, Screech, and Slater are all enrolled now at the fictional. California University. Don't worry about it. Well, here we are, California University. That's right, I'm in college now, living in a co-ed dorm. Now the operative word here is co-ed. Now that means chicks. Not only are they in the same school, they're in the same dorm, and the dorm is very, very large. It's a TV dorm. It's spacious. It's an apartment. It's also high quality. Oh Uh, God, they have a kitchen. Way too good. Way like, too good, When I good, saw man. this, and then I saw my, my friends, because I, I didn't <laughs> live at college. I, I commuted yeah, to college. I but, didn't even go to college. But when I went to my friends to visit them at college and went to their <laughs> dorms, I'm expecting, you know, <laughs> yeah. there to be a guy with greasy hair, like, blocking the way, that used to play football for the school, and, like, that they'd have all these amenities and, like, all this stuff. And it's not like that at all. No, it's cement. <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. Like, these tiny, terrible rooms. Yeah, and it, horrible. It's very sanitary looking and horrible like prison almost so they got the three guys on one side they share the common area on the other side are the females and we've got all new characters here we have leslie burke who is played by ann tremco leslie is blonde and smart and kind of written as a love interest initially for zach or slater there is alex tabor who is played by kirsten warren i most know her from being killed uh, on independence day she's on the roof waiting for the ship 
Oh and yeah, then, that she, she's a chick with the short brown hair, right? Reddish, reddish, reddish hair. Yeah, yeah. yeah, she gets killed in Independence Day. And uh, Danielle Marks, played by Essence Atkins, and we don't get to know much about Danielle, and I'll tell you why in a second. Hi, I'm Alex Tabor, theater arts major. Hi. Now, what are you doing in our room? Well, there's three of us. There's three beds. What's the problem? You are. Get out. Uh, <laughs> Hi. I'm Danielle Marks. Hi, Zach Morris. Welcome to our room. I'm rooming with two girls. What a coincidence. So am I. Now, their RA is Mr. Rogers. Now, I don't mean Fred Rogers. Not him. Although we do have a great episode about him available in the archives. Hi, I'm Mr. Rogers. Oh, I watch you every morning. You're a lot bigger in person. It's Michael Rogers, and I'm your resident director. Former fictitious and real-life defensive tackle. Yes. Uh, in real life, he is known as Bob Golick, and he is the uh, older brother of the, the fat Mike from the Mike and the Mike in the Morning show on ESPN, which I don't like. This guy is very memorable to me. Like, I remember him more than anything on this show. I'll tell you what, Quinn. He had just retired from football. He's huge. He's a big guy. But he's a big also, boy on this show. Also not bad. Yeah. <laughs> he's got, like, he seems good, very good relatable, like... I would want this guy watching over me in right. college, right? Like, that, he's got my back, right? right? He ain't gonna fuck around. Yeah, he, he, and, and I'm in his dorm, and he's not gonna let anyone screw with me, right? Right, it's yeah. Like, I'm Mike Rogers. But if he tells me I'm doing things wrong, I'm gonna listen, because yeah. he's gonna kick my ass, exactly. right? Exactly. If you've got any problems, any questions, any anything, you come to me. So you're kind of like our mom. Your mom? Did your mom play linebacker for the 49ers? Well, she tried to, but she was cut. <laughs> Michael. Can I call you Mike? I'm Zach Morris. I'm sort of like the unofficial spokesman for this suite. Now, we're here to make your life easier. Anything at all that you... Cool it, kid. I've seen it, lived it, and done it all. So please, don't think you can con me. So the pilot revisits um, some familiar territory from the Say by the Bell pilot in that you got Zach adjusting to his surroundings, mm -hmm. falling in love with Leslie immediately. Yeah. However, in season two, or episode two, which is in the fall season, uh, we find out that Danielle has transferred already. Uh-oh. And uh, replacing her to live with Leslie and Alex is none other than Kelly Kapowski. Of course. Guess who's here? Sorry, the wet t-shirt contest was canceled. <laughs> Screech, it's me, Kelly. Kelly? What are you doing hey, here? Hey, I'm going to school here at Cal U. I was on the waiting list and they just called me. Now, Kelly Kapowski in full Melrose Place looking hair mo mode, right? She's like totally different looking, right? She's on Melrose, she was in 90210. 90210. I think checking. she was on both. Probably, because weren't they in the same universe? Yeah. Yes. Um, but either way, now she's like, she's like a bombshell in this show. Like suddenly, like totally different. This was a coup. Yeah. And as much of a coup as the show warranted. Oh, this was a coup, <laughs> all right. But it's a coup. Because, <laughs> because honestly, without Kelly, no one would have given a shit about this show. Right. Sad to not see Lisa. I, I did want to know what was going on there, right? right? This show... Man, what a coup, though. Kelly was a coup. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. The show aired in primetime, not just once, but that was its time slot, which... You know what? Let's talk about that, Quinn. What do you think of that decision? Because to the common television audience, yeah. Zach Morris and, and the faces, you know, the names, were associated with daytime kids shit. Yeah. So what do you think of moving this to literally the late night, uh, the primetime lineup? So I'm okay with it. And I have, I to me, a lot of it has to do with the fact the characters are old enough. They're, yeah, they're, in they're college. adults. They're in college like, and yeah, real life. I, I, and I, yeah, they, there's real consequences and stuff. Like, they're not kids anymore, right? Mm -hmm. 
Second of all, the way it's shot, it's like slightly dark. It's not bright and cheery. No, like it, it, it's a little bright in the dorm. It's for a, my liking. It's very. It's. <laughs> I guess if it looks like a set on any other sitcom of the era. Okay, I'll give you that. Like it doesn't look, it doesn't look wacky. Cheap. Like it doesn't like Saved by the Bell and cheap. Yeah. Right. Right. Okay. So this show, it, it, and it's got other characters that are. Really not related at all to the show, like Correct. like the guy that's basically Sinbad from Different World, right. <laughs> Mike Rogers, Mike yes. Rogers, like, um, and it like, is though. that's what that yeah, is. It's the same person, and Leslie and, and Alex, and Leslie they're and new. Alex, they're new. Dean McMahon later, she's yeah. the Dean Holland Dean Taylor, McMahon, yeah. and, <laughs> and real. I think the fact that Kelly Slater and Zach are older. They just look like regular ass, like people that should be on a sitcom. Like young adults. Right, yeah. yeah like they, there's not like a, they don't look like kids. They don't act like kids. They're just whatever. I think you're right. I think the main problem with the show is that the writing didn't catch up to the rest of it. It's still written hokey. It's not it's really. keep its audience, but it also wants a new one, and it's not yeah, balances I mean, off. How would you keep your audience when it's on a different time? It's just like a bad idea. I'll in, tell in you that what, regard. though. What? One hell of an opening. I was going to say the intro. Holy shit. I will will fight for that theme to this day. Not just the song, but the clips and the aesthetic of it. (laughs) It's perfect. That is 90s in my soul. Oh my. And it even has the like. It it, it has the. And it starts slow. And then it's like, I'm standing on the edge of tomorrow. But then it does. Sorry, Andrew. Like it gets all fast. Like it's perfect. And then it even ends perfect with the like, they're like high fiving or like whatever they're doing at the end. They're like hugging. I don't know. They're they're actually aren't they like walking with their put in their hands in their pockets off a bench or You love it so much. Whatever. They're doing some like random ass shit. And there's like today, 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 today. Like and it like great song. It just looks so. 90s. In it a looks, good way, though. Yeah, and it looks in a way like it could be Friends. Like, like it could be one of those shows. It the, could be two guys, a girl, and a pizza place. Like, <laughs> well, I don't it want could, it to be that. I'm just saying it could be one of those if you didn't know what it was. Can I tell you that the opening holds up? It doesn't look cheesy in my it mind. It does because it's filmed with high, it's filmed high quality. It, it's and not only that. The if the show was as good as the opening, we would have had something here. I'll tell you what, <laughs> uh, I I watched that show more because of the opening. Same. Than to, uh, then I get through the episodes, I'm like, oh, these aren't as good as Say by the Bell. They're, it's but not. Damn, that good. I wish that theme was on the other show. Yeah, holy shit, theme is great. Uh, the critics were very unimpressed because. The and the audiences were too. The adult audience found it a little too hokey and corny. He's trying to straddle both. Yeah, and you can't have your cake and eat it too. Right. Uh, the kid audience didn't relate to they it. Didn't anymore. understand right. it. Yeah. So eh. that sucks, though, that it fell like in between. I know. You would because, think there would be an age group that this would be for. Well, you would think it would have potential. Yeah. Yeah. But the basic arc of the series uh, towards the end, there's there's some decent episodes. The Thanksgiving one is where we see building. Uh, J- uh, six from Blossom and uh, Marshall Warfield from Night Quarter on it. Also, I wonder who's going to be next. Tom Cruise. <laughs> well, it's better than Tom Cruise. It's our old principal, Mr. Belding. <laughs> Mr. Belding. What are you doing here? Hey, 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 hey! What is going on here? But the basic uh, ending of the show is uh, Zach and Kelly at 18, decide they're going to get married. This is huge. Yeah. Slater hates it. He's opposed to it at first. Too young. Too, too young. young. Yeah. Too young. Too young. No one will marry them. But they're for- standing on the edge of tomorrow, Joe. Today. today. One of the best bits, um, and I'm going to dump it in, is the pop when an old friend of Kelly's returns to help her plan the wedding, none other than 
Lisa Turtle herself. Mm. Ooh, that must be my little surprise now. Wait, what surprise? Uh, don't you guys have a bell? <laughs> Good. So good. This is what we wanted. And we end on an unresolved cliffhanger because in February 94, the show is canceled. Fuck. Yes. But they didn't, they did resolve this. Yes. Right? Thank goodness. Because I was so upset because I watched this show. So did I. I watched it when it was new. I don't remember if I watched it when it was new, but I watched, I, I watched it. I, new. I watched all of it and I remember getting to the end. Maybe it was on TBS again. I don't remember. Probably. Um, and I remember thinking, like, and then it just, like, started over or something. And I, was like, I was like, what happened? Wait, no. Like, Mikey's back. <laughs> I don't care about that. Were they getting married or not? So, like, NBC president, by this point, Warren Littlefield. Oh, not Tartikoff. Nope, he's gone to Paramount. Warren Littlefield says, you know what we need? We need a movie to wrap this up. We need up. some damn resolution <laughs> right. with this. Like, We've put too many dollars and years into the show. And I'll tell you what, they built it up by the end of that last college episode that I was like really freaking invested, right? Yes. I wanted to know, do they get married? How do they get married? What happens, <laughs> right. right? Do all the gangs show up? What like I need to know. So in the now this ended in February, right? College years. In the fall of 1994, yeah. <laughs> like seven months later. I mean, this was, I, I was waiting, man. We get a made-for-TV movie, the second one, the epic one, Say by the Bell, Wedding in Las Vegas. Thank goodness. We're once again shot like a movie. Mm-hmm. We get to see the gang outside in natural light. We get to see- With, again, wind in their hair. Wind and in their hair, not, in a car. Yeah, re- real places. Locations. True consequences. Yes. Joe. Have you thought about your dress? Are you kidding? I got 60 back issues of Bride Magazine. You know, Zach's even more excited than I am. He can't talk about anything else. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You're telling me that Jean-Claude Van Damme is tougher than Steven Seagal? No way. Van Damme could take out a whole army. And Steven Seagal can't? Hey, guys, you know who's a lot tougher than he looks? Martin Short. The plot of the movie is very trite. You know, uh, very basic. You know, Zach's parents are against the wedding at first, but they're going to come around. Kelly's parents can't afford it because they've fallen on hard times. So they all say, let's go to Vegas. Now, by they all, Zach, Kelly, Slater, Screech, and Lisa. Lisa's in it. Okay, good. Jessie is not a main character, and I'll get to her. she's doing showgirl. Yes, literally, she she was filming it. She's in the bottom floor of the right <laughs> she's in vegas she's don't in worry vegas. she's just not there <laughs> right like, yeah uh, but she actually was filming showgirls at the time that's isn't that kind of ironic that they why. were doing like like the <laughs> vegas honeymoon thing and like jesse's also doing that <laughs> but she and they couldn't so just like hey can you like just for a day like come over here or something you know that's the best anti-caffeine pills psa yeah. is don't do that or else you're gonna wind up in showgirls to be fair to her i know she gets a lot of shit for that i don't have a problem with it that was like she a, had her for for shirt her, off in it, but for in the nineties, risque for when Jessie. that movie came out yes. and and when she was in it, yes. that was considered like a big role. 
right? Like, it was like, oh, is Elizabeth Berkley going to be the, like, breakout, right? Well, she broke out all right. That movie did not succeed. No! (laughs) But at the time, I remember the build-up to it, you know, when it was coming to theaters and stuff, everyone was like, oh, she's in a serious role, and, like, this is going to be a big deal for her career, right? It it didn't work out. It didn't work out for her. It's just weird. She's a good actress, though. Yeah. Now, in syndication, this would later be shown, and I think on Hulu it's this way, as four 30-minute episodes which is just brilliant from a syndication standpoint. Now we got four more episodes. We got four more episodes. To charge them more for it. That's it. it. And in this movie, because it was shot months after College Years wrapped, in fact, it was shot during the OJ chase uh, at one point because the cast said that they like stopped filming and watched the chase. So it was shot in the summer of 94. Uh, You can't get any more 90s. (laughs) We got to stop filming and watch the OJ chase. Everyone did. Uh, Zach has even longer hair and Kelly has like the much shorter hair that she had like the, later. Like, the, like, the Bob. The Bob thing. Yeah. The, the like bombshell Bob. Yes. Yeah. So after a uh, a series of happenings and farce and hijinks because it's a TV movie, anytime someone's going to get married in a television set, someone's going skydiving. Like that happens. Somebody gets cold feet. Yeah, like, there's cold all, feet. Uh, all, all of the things happen. Screech gets caught up in some bullshit. I'm sure the ring gets almost lost. Yes. Yeah, it's, like, it, all, all the shit you can think of. All of the things that you can <laughs> yeah, think right. of happen at this. Always. But they do get married. Yes. And there's some nice little cameos. Jesse is there as a bridesmaid. There you after go. After all, with Lisa. She took a break from showgirls. Yeah, put the clothes on. Yeah. Zach, yeah. you better take care of her or you will hear from me. Anything but that. In the uh, audience? Is that what it's called for a wedding? Is it an audience? I guess. What else would it be? I, spectators? I, the, the guests. In the guest pool? Yeah, the guest pool. Mr. Rogers? Oh, he does come. He, he comes. Alex from college? Holy moly. And Mr. Belding. Oh, yes. Well, he had to be there, he right? Had to, he wouldn't miss it. This is so beautiful. I know. I love weddings. I was their sweet mate at college. I was their principal. Ah. <laughs> Would you two just cut it out? I was their resident advisor, you know. <laughs> Meanwhile, while all of this was going on, Bayside didn't close. There was a new class. This. Now, we're not spending a lot of time on this, don't <laughs> I worry. I don't like this because every time I saw it, I was like, who are these people? Right. So and why is Screech here? Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. So this debuted uh, September 11th, 1993. If you had never seen the new class, like let's just say you've, you're listening to us now. You're, you're familiar with Say by the Bell, right? But you've never, ever even seen the new class. The first season especially, but the whole series is, like Quinn said, it's who are these other kids in Bayside? I don't yeah. care about them. It's Saved by the Bell Jr. It like is, is what though. it feels like. It's just like, what if we did this with other people that you don't care about? Right. right? But it is. Yeah. Uh, now, for the first season, the sets were exactly the same, which is, I'll give them the continuity nod. I mean, I mean it's, it's only a year later. It's supposed to be the later. same school. Yeah. Right, yeah. right. Belding, principal. Yeah. And they tried to match up certain characters, like the nerdy kid even has hair like Screech. There's the jock. It's all the stuff. However, for season two, which is the 94-95 season, they did change the set somewhat. Belding got a different office. Uh, they changed the Renovations cast. Renovations Yeah, there's like some German guy as the main character in like what is <laughs> starting in season two. And most notably, Screech returned from his show getting canceled yeah. to be... Uh, like part an of, advisor, or like right? he's a school advisor of some kind. He's initially on like a work study program yeah. at Bayside, 
But he eventually just, they, they get rid of that, and he's just Mr. Belding's administrative assistant. Yeah, it's like, how did he get through school so fast? And it, his hair, <laughs> I know, and his <laughs> hair gets really long, and he starts talking like Gonzo or something, or no, he talks like some kind of muppet where he's like, hi, now I talk like this. I don't like him because it's, he's- It's he's, awful. It's, he might as well just be a student. Like, he's so wacky and weird. It's so but terrible. It, ha! A bunch of nice kids hardly compare to the mean, craggy school board vampires. Have you ever noticed their meetings are always at night? Wow, what am I going to do? Like, honestly, you know what that show becomes? It just becomes screech and building hijinks, yeah. and the kids are also kind of there. The buddy because comedy. we don't care about them. We only care about the characters we know. But you know and when you only have building and screech, that's what you get. You know what they're doing, right? They're what? doing the the Urkel and Carl Winslow dynamic. Yes, it's totally that. It's a it's totally off. that. It's yeah. a not even like original thing. It's so dumb. Um, I hated this show. Now, by the way, this started in '93. Should have ended in '93. <laughs> it, it ran until 2000. What? What do you mean it ran until 2000? I, I knew you didn't know that. Well, how how many episodes of this are there? <laughs> There's seven seasons. Holy shit! Different cast, like come and go, and everything. It's not until 2000. What? I remember the last <laughs> time I saw this. I feel like what came on after it was like NBA Kids or whatever that whatever that no thing idea. is where they would like. Magic Johnson's like the NBA's good or whatever, <laughs> and they they like interview people. I, I forget that show. I, I don't know. Like, but um, uh, this show sucked. Yeah, like, the new class is bad. Oh my god! Because well, it's why was it on longer than the original? It was on seven years. That's crazy. Can you just? I guess we need to step back and appreciate that it's a testament to uh, the, the brand, the <laughs> brand that it lasted that long, and the original cast for holding people's interest that long. To the true. original cast, I yeah. mean. Now, Say by the Bell lived on in nostalgia, and as people that were born in the 70s started to have talk shows, such as Jimmy Fallon, they would bring in 90s nostalgia, which was right. new at the time when we were, you know, in our 20s. It was very exciting, because right. I was like, we'd always get 80s nostalgia for yeah. like the longest time, and I'm like, what about my memories, right, damn it? Right. Like, and uh, one of the things he did, I believe it was 2015 on The Tonight mm -hmm. Show, uh, was the sketch where he is a new student at Bayside, and they got the fucking set or replicated it zach morris is there as zach morris this is awesome slater looking almost identical right literally almost identical it's really hard to tell the difference <laughs> jesse's there yep and kelly pregnant pregnant i'm pregnant <laughs> time out Well, on the downside, I'll probably be grounded for life. But on the plus side, I got Kelly Kapowski pregnant. I want to mention, and I don't want to get in the weeds on this at all, but I want to mention, you know, there's some sad things about this. Dustin Diamond had a, a much publicized and troubled uh, career after Say by the Bell. Yes. This is like super sad. Yeah, so I really don't want to get into it. You guys can look it up. We're not here to bring the mood down. And did wind up passing away, unfortunately, in 2021. Lark Voorhees also had a lot of um, issues medically, mentally, and things like that after um, Saved by the Bell as well. However, she would make a comeback, which we're going to talk about shortly. So there was a reboot uh, for Peacock, of course, NBC. Well, this um, is when they were launching Peacock, and they were looking for anything they yeah. could get, right? It was like, well, what's the cheapest crap well, that we got? Like, I'll, right? I'll tell you what. My general feeling on all these reboots is I hate all of them, except 
for some of season 10 Roseanne. Yes. Which is not a reboot. It's a continuation. Connors is pretty good, too. Shut up. Uh, <laughs> you always have to say yeah, that. To me, it's the proto. It's, it's, it's how you do it. Like, Fuller House can, can leave. Yeah, no you know, good. I, I don't like these things. However, this was done in somewhat of a novel way because they weren't trying to do the sitcom over again. This is a single cam comedy drama show. This is weird. I've only seen like an episode or two of I've this. I've seen a little I, bit of it. I did not feel comfortable with seeing these characters like this. Well, yeah. I, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I, I understand, but I think it's a good thing because did we really need to find a way to retread the sitcom format for this? I mean, you know what I'm saying, right? Yeah. They did the I, new I didn't class. I did enough of it. Well, don't worry. There's still some cheese here. In this, uh, Zach Morris is now the governor of California. <laughs> That makes sense in in the uh-huh. in the Bayside universe. Yeah. He's still married to Kelly. You'll be right. happy to know. Still married. Max has returned. Excuse me. Not only the place, but the person. Max. He's back. Ed Alonzo with the hair. Uh, does he have any hair to show yeah, at this point? Yeah, he's got the hair. Uh, Slater is the gym teacher at Bayside. That makes 100% sense. I like, like that. Dr. Jesse Spano is the guidance counselor. Yep. And now, I remember that seeing that in all the publicity shots is that Jesse... And uh, AC are at the school. But yes, I don't see anybody else at the school. Jesse and um, and Slater are the executive producers, and their main characters, Zach and Kelly, are in some of them. They're like ancillary yeah. side people. Recurring. Yeah. And starting in season two only, Lisa has returned. Mark Voorhees Good. with the heroic comeback. Comeback kid. She is a fashion designer that lives in Paris. Of course she does. Which is part... I'm so happy it worked out for Lisa Turtle. Yep. I love Lisa. Uh, and guess what? As far as reboots go, as far as shows go, this is actually well-received. Relatively... It has like a 76 on Rotten Tomatoes, which <laughs> for a reboot... Now you got me wanting to f- watch it. Check it out. I mean, yeah. it's on the thing. You know yeah. what I mean? They did do a tribute to Dustin Diamond as, you know, Screech. They when- have to. So, um... I'm ready if you still want to go to the max. Really? Yeah. I mean, you were right. The only way through hard things is together. Would it help if we did 10 push-ups before we go? It would help a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Hope you're hungry. You guys are the first to try the newest addition to the max menu. Screech's Spaghetti Burger. Oh. Kevin? Hey. Oh. Kevin! Oh. You look amazing. Thank you. I've had some work done. <laughs> wow. How do we all? Mm. Hmm. You know, it's a little weird, but great. Kind of like Screech. Uh, <laughs> you guys remember the time that he got struck by lightning and was psychic for a week? <laughs> oh, and then you used his powers to cheat on a midterm? Yeah. <laughs> Why didn't we go to, like, Vegas or... Stop the Gulf War. Uh-huh. Hey, you know, I'm still mad that that little dweeb beat me at becoming Miss Bayside. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> he was so funny. Yeah. To Screech. Oh. Screech. 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 But overall, that's Saved by the Bell. There's some little traits that I just wanted, some quirks that I wanted to mention. Um... Slater always sitting on a backwards chair. I thought sitting backwards on the chair. I yeah. thought that was the coolest when I was a kid. <laughs> Didn't you? I loved yeah. it. Yeah, he like, definitely always sat in the backwards chair. I like that. Zach really was though, Quinn, an asshole, wasn't he? Absolutely. For- Zach Morris's trash is almost Funnier. its own topic because well, that was a 
Funny was or a, Die. So Funny or Die had a, I guess it was a YouTube series or a, like it was on their site or whatever, yeah. where they would analyze entire episodes of Saved by the Bell, but only pick out the parts like in the episodes that would is basically make Zach Morris look like really evil and screwed up. He did up. some horrible shit. Right. You know, we're and, not mentioning it for sake of time. It's, but it's funny because when you collect it in that way, when you just only point yeah. out like all the shitty shit, because he does a lot of shitty shit all in one episode usually. Yeah, he's selfish, manipulative, he's conniving. And he gets away with it. Backstabbing. But yeah, it's never like, it's not thought of that way in the episode. It's, right. it's not portrayed that way, right? Right, right. One of the things too that, does, like, that goes in line with that is the nerds, quote unquote, are treated so horribly by everybody, <laughs> which is wouldn't fly today, I don't think. But you know, well, to be fair, there's Violet who they like cheer on getting with Screech, right? Yeah, Violet like Tory Spelling, like the girls, like, hey, we like nerds when it comes to Violet. Like, yeah. we'll, we'll make we'll we'll, we'll pretty her up, and then Screech will have a girlfriend. Is Screech supposed to be like the nerd that was just cool enough to break away from the nerd group? No, no, no. I think that Screech is like because he has like a side friendship with Zach. He's like brought into the group based on like past relationship. It's like grandfathered. He's in. like grandfathered in. He shouldn't be in this crew, <laughs> but like because Zach and him are buddies, right? Because it, it's touched upon plenty of times that Screech is getting like disgruntled with Zach using him for certain situations. He uses him a lot, right? And there's yep. certain episodes where he just leaves Zach out out to dry, like he's had enough. This is true. Like so, like like yeah, like that's Screech is like why he's in the crew, basically. Okay. One other thing I want to mention, too, is these sets were actually reused, repainted, and redressed for uh, two shows. Uh, That's So Raven and iCarly both use the Say by the Bell Sound about hallways. the right shows to reuse. Yeah, exactly. Sets, uh, yeah. And this is very much, if you've never seen it, folks, because we do have older viewers. If you've never seen it, it's your typical kids show where uh, they're doing nothing. You know, they're at school, but they're never really in school. Uh, they seem to be the only students at the school that matter. Yeah. Uh, all authority figures are buffoonish and stupid, you yeah. know. And they're always kind of just, you know, farting around. And I guess because of that, it's all right. Yeah. <laughs> this is the way I describe I don't love the show, but I, I can't say I don't like it. Overall, I just, I generally just have fond memories of it. And I think it's, it's, I don't know if it's worth for everyone to go back and watch it. Like, for no. example, I, I don't know if the kids of today would watch it and be like, this is good. I don't or think whatever, so, Quinn. But Not at all. It just gives me like a warm, fuzzy feeling when I watch it. You I sure guess. it's not the caffeine pills? Yeah, maybe it's the caffeine pills. But <laughs> no, like, but I think you're right. And it's a place in time, right? I mean, yeah. it's a time capsule. I remember watching growing up while Same I here. was in school, and I thought that, that it was great. I watched it before high school, and it distorted my perception of what high school was supposed to be. And I Did watched you ever it, see any episodes during high school? Yeah. It's even it was funnier to watch during like, high school. This is not this like is, my life yeah, at all, yeah, man. Yeah, it's like, this is just not it. <laughs> no, <laughs> but that's one of the things. It was escapism. It was, it was lighthearted. With occasional Aesops mixed in, if you will, to teach the kids the lessons, try to get away with a little edutainment. And also misguided shit, too. And a lot of misguided shit, yeah. yeah. But uh, at the end of the day, it's all right. It's Saved by the Bell. There we so, are. Folks, let us know your memories on it. Did you watch the new class? Why? Uh, did you like- Don't watch the new class. <laughs> did you like College Years? Give that one a try if you haven't. Yeah. The opening is really good. Very interesting show. Who's your favorite character? Is Zach really an asshole? I think so. Uh, you like the Malibu Sands. Right. Is Stacey Carosi good? Is Screech smart or stupid? Does like Tori actually exist or is she like a figment <laughs> of certain characters' imaginations? All these questions you can uh, answer to us on Twitter X at AWM Podcast. You can also join our group Acid Wash Memories on Facebook, but I want to let you guys know something. Next week, we will be back for something completely different. Until that time, 
This is Joe Murata and Michael Quinn, and class is dismissed. See ya. Like what you heard? Be sure to leave a review and subscribe on your favorite podcast app. We will see you next week. Lisa, why did you have to be so nosy? Pick up that bag.